Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show Turn Podcast Too Beautiful to Live on Mondays. We give you a recap of the previous week's shows, and often on Fridays we bring on a fan of TBTL to tell us about their experiences with the show and play their favorite segments. Occasionally we'll do a clip show, but as a special treat every month this year, we are bringing friend of the show Phyllis Fletcher on to share her favorite clips of that month in show history as she keeps plugging away at listening to every last episode of TBTL. My name is Mike Frizzell, and I live in Kyle, Texas, and joining me from the Finney Ridge neighborhood of Seattle is the aforementioned Phyllis Fletcher. Hello, Pete. Hey, Mike. Thanks so much for having me on, and thanks for bearing with me on a crazy news day. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to admit to the listeners and everyone that I'm two hours late today, which is horrible. Um, but I, yeah, not, not quite two hours late. <laughs> Almost. I mean, we had we had a veterinary emergency over oh. here, so I had something keeping me occupied. Um, it's, uh, but Ginger's okay. Oh, she she's okay. Oh, jeez. She just had some surgeries and and she had a little uh, complication, but she's home and she's well and uh, she'll be fine. But what I want to catch up with you on yeah. immediately before we get into um, your clip for August and all the other BS that we do down the line is your progress on being a completist. You are in the radio days yes, now. You've you've completed all mm-hmm. the podcasts. How far are you in the radio days now? I am in January. 2009. So I, I, and I can't remember how much progress that represents since last time. I think it might be not that much because I had a period where I was able to really power through a lot of stuff because I was on vacation and Howard Stern was also on vacation. (laughs) So I powered through many, many months. And also there were, um, you know, around the holidays in TBTL land in 2008. And so there were a lot of things I was able to skip because there were already reruns. But, um, you know, with, with recent events, um, being back at work and things being all crazy Mm -hmm. busy and stuff, I haven't gotten as far since then as I would uh, like to have gotten, but I'm still very, very much mm-hmm. enjoying it, loving it. And, um, and it's, it's just really fun. And I think it's like when I get to September, 2009, I think I'm going to be, which is represents the closing of my gap and f- listening to everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to have to start listening to takedown. <laughs> well, tonight mm-hmm. or today, I, I guess uh, we are going to be talking about, a prom night clip when uh, Luke and Jen talked about their respective prom night experiences. And we will tell our own yep. uh, afterward. Uh, but first, you, the, one of the reasons you've been so busy is the primary elections in Washington State. So while yes. I have you, this is my favorite <laughs> yes. segment with Phyllis, is while I <laughs> have you. There should be because, an actual public radio so show m- with that name, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. While we have you, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, Josh used to do that for fun, like invent little public radio show names and like submit them to McSweeney's yeah. and stuff. It does. Uh, but uh, while we have you with Mike Frizzell, sounds like a great... It does sound like, yeah. like I'm someone who's usually more famous for my drawings of right. tall ships, but I also host While We Have You on New Hampshire Public Well, radio. you know, part of the reason it's so great um, is you know what it is right away. You know it's an interview show. You know, and you know that you're going to be asking them. It's almost like a, um, it's, it's like you're going to be asking something that for them might be 
routine, but they aren't asked about very right. often. Like all of that is packed into that name. So respect for your segment name, Mike, <laughs> big time. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Well, one of the things that I, wa- I wanted to talk to you about while, while I have you mm-hmm. is these elections. Maybe it's more specific to yeah. Washington, but um, in, in the, the big chat that we're in, we were helping some people like look at their ballots because the um, election day was uh, Saturday. Yes. Uh, in in Washington, so you know we were looking at, at pictures of all of the different candidates for all of the open spots in Washington, and there were like fourteen different parties in one. <laughs> yeah. Um, on yeah. one ballot for it was a pretty significant yeah. office. I. Yeah. And uh, um how do you sort through this as uh, someone who's supposed to cover the election? How who what's the line? How many how far down do you go between your when you're drawing the line between legitimate candidate and just someone who wants to see their name on the ballot? Yeah, it's um you know, it's tricky because um well, so people end up – there are a lot of factors here, I think. One thing is all of our elections are done by mail. So you do end up having a lot of time with your ballot because it gets mailed to you a few mm-hmm. weeks before um, you know, the official election day, which is uh, a Tuesday. That's when the ballots are due. You have to put them in the mailbox before um, – Oh, so this, this deadline, this Saturday thing, that's just a primary thing. The, though, the I mean. primary election – you know, election day was Tuesday, but a lot of people fill out their ballots on Saturday because that's their, oh, you know, okay. that's, you know, or, or Sunday or whatever. Some people do it Tuesday morning. Um, but, you know, that weekend before election time or uh, that weekend before election day in the primary is um, is a is a time when a lot of people are spending time with their ballots trying to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it all depends like, you know, okay, what. It's like you want to have at least a passing familiarity with every candidate. Uh, if you're covering that race, you want to at least kind of know, you know, where they live, what they do, you know. But um, it depends what kind of service you're providing because if you're just doing a story that's a minute and a half, you kind of want to get mm-hmm. into this thing of like, well, okay, I can I can do a list, but that's not very useful for people listening to the radio. Sometimes a good way to sort is how much money – people have raised. Sometimes a good way to sort is what kind of experience they have. I mean, anything you pick is going to be subjective by by its very nature. But then you also have people with wacky names who just file for a different office every time. And you don't really want to give them the same type of consideration as you would give an incumbent, mm-hmm. for example. So it's always a judgment but call. When you when you make a choice, when you say, well, we are going to cover the two or the three um, biggest fundraisers, the two or the three biggest polling for this position, then don't the three or the four <laughs> person or even a little bit yes. beyond that come at you as a radio station as like, well, the reason I'm not able to raise these funds and the reason I'm not polling is because you won't cover. Right. And, and I have to say to a certain extent, you know, they, they have a point. It's always a chicken and egg problem. Right. But then the other mm-hmm. thing that I kind of come back to is like, okay, we are not the only source of information. You know, there are many, many other ways mm-hmm. for people to get out there the fact that they're running, um, you know, and to to campaign, basically. That's on them, you know. 
the the fact of letting people know that they're in the race um, is on them and it's on us to kind of make news value judgment calls mm-hmm. about who is worth covering right now. And um, it is, you know, it, it's, it's a problem that I recognize and I don't know that um, there's any handy dandy tidy way to solve it and always be yeah. able to look back and go, okay, I was right. But then there are mm-hmm. other things where it's just glaringly obvious, like um, that, that the person is kind of running as a goof, you know? So, Right, right. Someone running yeah. for a goof. Yeah. And and they, they may be, I mean, we say for a goof, they may be dead serious, but, right. but they're regarded by anyone who listens to them. Right. Or they goof. could be serious about something that's not salient to the office that they're running for. Um, you know, <laughs> right. and, and, right. uh, I, I covered a candidate once who was like that. He was a perennial filer for our office. And his whole thing was he had, um, a website mm-hmm. that he ran where he called everybody in public office whom he disagreed with some permutation of a word for whore. Um, oh, yeah. Goodness. So that was fun. And, um, and, he ran, unfortunately, one time for a school board when I w- covered the school board, and he actually made it past the primary. Um, and you know, and before a primary, you can must have been a oh, white yeah. fellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his opponent uh, was not. His opponent was black, and they were running in a very yep. white neighborhood. Yep. And this was uh, the primaries yep. for school board are chosen. Um, are are chosen by neighborhood and then they're voted on by the general election in in Seattle um for the um you know for actually getting the office mm-hmm. and so um and it's funny he so i had to actually cover him and i made what i thought was an appointment to um interview him at his apartment and when i knocked all i could hear was a dog barking <laughs> And I don't know if it was coming from his apartment or not. Um, that was his press secretary. Yeah. <laughs> that was an yes. official release. And then um, – and whenever I called him, um, like the numbers that he put out there for himself were wrong. And so I got the – we're sorry. And I was like, uh, uh, oh my god. So I put that stuff in my story because it was the only sound I had. And um, the next week – um, after my story had aired, he, without naming me, completely put me on blast on his website. That was like, you know, this mm. reporter had the nerve to show up at my house. And, blah, 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 blah. and he didn't, wow. he didn't call me a whore. <laughs> um, but he basically, you know, he, he did his thing. He kind of went in on me for covering him. And I was just like, I, you can't win sometimes. I mean, reporters have kind of a bad name in society anyway. And it's like people like to say, oh, you know, this reporter just hung around all day and knocked on my door and blah, blah, blah. But like that's literally what doing our job looks like sometimes. You know, we right. we hang around for as long as we feel like we sure, need to because we have to be somewhere and we have to be working on something. And, and we try to not be obnoxious, but we're just trying to do our jobs, you know. Tip for attention uh-huh. seekers. If someone wants to give you some. <laughs> yeah. Take it. Take yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he, um, that, that, that was his thing. He did run for statewide office this time. Um, uh-huh. but, 
it's like right off the top of my head, I cannot remember which office it was. And he did not make it past the primary this time. So I think our, our coverage of him in this cycle has sunset. <laughs> well, speaking of your coverage of the elections and one of our favorite reporters of yours, Austin oh, Jenkins. Oh, yeah. I like to call him Cookie Head Jenkins. That was from <laughs> Dr. Jim. Uh, um, he did a story about, uh, I think, the state Supreme Court. Yes. Um, who was running for chief justice? She is chief justice, uh, Barbara Madsen. And um, yeah, he, right. he did a story about uh, an effort to unseat her. Our, our Supreme Court judges in Washington State right. are elected, which some people find unusual, but that's how they get in. That's how they it get is. that. It is strange. Yeah. They, they elect them here in Texas, too. At least uh, local judges are elected. And I always find that really fucking strange. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, doesn't seem like it should be political. Right. Really yeah, doesn't. it's kind of. It's, I I wonder if it's part of that kind of Western mentality that is tied into initiatives and everything too. We have kind of a different mm-hmm. different way of doing things out west sometimes. Yeah. So the he the, he writes a story, and there's a third party candidate, and he gets a paragraph at the end, and I gosh I I forget the exact name of the guy, but on the ballot that we looked at. On Saturday, um, the guy, the guy's nickname, and they allow nicknames on ballots, which yes. I find incredible. <laughs> yes. But that's one of the only reasons I want to get on there is just to have a crazy nickname. Yeah. And this guy's running for um, uh, chief justice of the Washington State Supreme Court. His nickname is Zamboni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your reporter, your reporter, we were, I was reason, reading yeah. his story after seeing the ballot and and he left out that that key point he left out that nickname and i'm like this third party guy really all probably he probably wants to get is to make sure that people call him zamboni the rest of his life and and austin didn't give him that respect what's up with that well i'll take responsibility for that (laughs) did you cut it yeah yeah um and you know that it's you know if he had if um i one thing i can say is that if if he were the one who were so we did that whole story because um someone is is putting a deliberate you know fundraising effort into unseating the chief justice and um if that person had been uh Mr. Zamboni um i'm sure we not only would be having that nickname in the story would be but would be interviewing him and asking him about it so but at this point mm-hmm. uh he did he is not making it past the primary so i think that our opportunity mm-hmm. to use his nickname has uh, has <laughs> lapsed yes well here's i have a tip for for Mr. Zamboni yep. should he continue to run for public office if if a reporter ever does sniff around and ask about the origin of the name please answer right, the exactly. door restrain your dog yeah. answer the door yeah. and let them know what the hell why why are you calling yourself or why are people calling right right over? even and you know D- lean back and do that fake like you know that's a good question because <laughs> it's it's actually <laughs> a very obvious question but you know pretend it's a good one and then answer it. right it's because I'm able to smooth yeah. things over. <laughs> they call me the ice maker. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's got to be some. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Pretty fascinated with Well, it. you know, and you know, here's another tip uh, for Mr. Zamboni. Consider uh-huh. legally changing your name because there's a guy mm. uh, who shows up on our ballots as good space guy. And my right. recollection is that he has legally changed his name to that. So you cannot refer to him by any other name unless, you know, if you went to the trouble of finding out his former name, you could say, good space guy, 
who changed his name in 2000 whatever from blah blah but um you know that's that's how he appears on every ballot good space guy i think he ran for governor this it, time does he run for like parks not or, always oh, yeah governor, sometimes wow. he goes all in <laughs> yeah good space guy i can't remember his platform oh. but he's everywhere i guarantee he makes his own beer and has uh <laughs> some sort of uh, finely trimmed beard i'll say that <laughs> so i've recently become enfranchised again i don't know if i've mentioned this on lrb but when i went to renew my driver's license in texas it was time for me to um uh to actually get a new license like i'd been here six seven years so it was time and i had a new address and i sent in the voter registration along with it just like i did the mm -hmm. first time uh and nothing happened but this time i must be good to go because i got my card my voter's registration and we don't do it by mail here in texas mm -hmm. you have to physically show up at the polling place and you have to have at least you have to at least be 60 and white, <laughs> which I'm almost 60. Yeah. I'm 51. Uh. But you have to be white and you have to have seven forms of ID, including your NRA card. <laughs> um, I mean, this is, this is all put in place. This is all legally put in place. Yeah. So I'm going to be able to vote this year. And I'm excited because I get to vote against <laughs> Trump. Because um, I don't think there's ever been a more uh, important time to vote against someone in a presidential election in our country's mm. history. And that includes white slave owners. <laughs> um, I think this guy's worse. I think he's worse. I don't know. He would own so many slaves if he were alive back in the day. He would own more slaves than any other slave owner. I'm sure of it. Anyway. Uh, His slaves would be the best slaves. <laughs> they would be the best slaves. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he would be saying the best words about the best right. slaves. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I would say I'm very interested in politics now and I, I can't wait to get my pamphlet from, from, uh, Texas and find out how many crackpots are running for bullshit <laughs> here. In yeah. Do you guys have a primary between now and the general or your primary is already done? It seems like it's okay. already done because I think something happened a few months ago while I still was disenfranchised because okay. I remember like Emily going, damn it, I forgot to go to the thing because we were in the middle of moving. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I think my my first opportunity is going to be in okay. the general. Yeah, we have a weird thing here where we had a presidential primary in, I think, May, but these were our primaries for everything else. Yeah, I think it was yeah. all combined. Mm -hmm. Yep. Here, mm -hmm. but... All right, so we are gathered here today to talk about an August clip, and it's uh, from August of Radio Days, so if you've heard it, it has to be 2008. Yes, that's correct? exactly right. Yep, it's August 2008, August 15th, 2008, hour three, and it was actually the mm -hmm. night of the TBTL prom, so this is a segment they had taped earlier in the week. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was at that Were prom. you? I was just going to ask, so what did you wear? What did I wear? I wore a suit. Nice. Uh, I didn't wear tux. Uh -huh. uh, I was dateless. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Emily and I drag. were a thing at the time, okay. but she was still in Austin. Yes. And she was, I'll say this. This was the one time in our dating history when she actually um, was overwhelmed with uh, with how handsome I was. Ooh. 
it never happened before or since, but I think I was <laughs> I was at the mall uh-huh. in uh in Bellevue and I was going to get a new dress shirt mm-hmm. to go with my suit because I had everything else that fit great, but I didn't have a really good dress a uh, dress uh-huh. shirt. So I was I was in, in the parking lot at Nordstrom's and I took a selfie in the car. Oh. And she admitted that she teared up a little bit about how handsome Aww. I was. Dude, do you still have yeah. that picture? Oh God, I don't know. Aww. I don't know. I it was nothing. It was nothing to write home about. I don't think. I just think she was kind of overwhelmed with not being able to go. Yeah. And you know, I was going, and it meant it. I don't know. It was. I, I can't get into her head about that, but I've teased her about it ever oh. since, and she always gets That's mad sweet. because <laughs> I. Because it was a moment of weakness, and she's not a weak person. <laughs> she's like, you got me, dang it. <laughs> That's so Yeah, good. yeah. I think she's really wish she hadn't admitted that she got a tear in her eye about how, how handsome I was. Oh, so, I think that's I don't, I don't get a lot of I don't get a lot of uh, feedback on how handsome I am. In fact, um, I was choosing new glasses frames this week because mine are so beat up and old. Mm. And uh, I took a couple pictures when I was – um, shopping for frames and, and we chose the one that, that I'm going to get together. And when I got home, she's like, well, how much were they? And I told her how much and it wasn't much. And, and I said, I, I'm not, I don't like to spend a lot of frames because, um, I said, my looks aren't what sell me <laughs> or what sells me. Yeah. And she has been laughing about that ever since. <laughs> especially, especially laughing since I shaved my beard. I shaved completely, uh, yesterday morning. And I've been getting all kinds of comparisons to Yertle the Turtle, <laughs> uh, Loli the Worm, and some dude she used to date. Oh, no. Uh, well, this, you know, it's weird because I I have seen, you know, many, many pictures of you with a beard. And then this is the first, I, just this week, I saw my first picture of you without it. And it is strange mm-hmm. how different you look from all those other pictures. It is strange. Like shocking, and I don't know why, but you look like a completely different person. Yeah, she she freaked out a little bit. She was like, "Who's this person in my house?" Yeah, why do you look so different? Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think it happens to a lot of guys that wear beards for a long time. Mm. It's just like nobody really has any idea what they <laughs> yeah. look like. And I I had uh uh what is what people call a goatee, but it's really a Van Dyke or whatever yes. for like a couple of years after we met. Uh-huh. And then she requested that um, I either shave the beard or go full beard because it was kind of douchey okay. and I agreed. <laughs> okay. So I went full beard yeah. and I made the promise that if I ever got under 200 pounds, I would shave the beard completely. And, and I reached that point uh-huh. recently. Uh-huh. And so, you know, cause, cause when, when you got sort of a, weak chin it's pointy but it's weak huh the beard is a it's a crutch you know it's it's a it's a cover-up ah. so once i got to the point where i wasn't covering that many chins anymore mm-hmm. uh, i got under 200 and i shaved it and now uh, she's getting used to it but still i get some strange looks see maybe that's part um, of it it's like the one two of like the gradual weight loss all of a sudden seems sudden and pops out when yeah, there's like a haircut yeah. and or a beard um shave Right. You know, um, right. So, and also, I can't remember. See, a lot of the older pictures of you, I've seen like you're kind of smiling, but this one's like you were barely smiling mm-hmm. at all. So that kind of makes it look different too. So, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's trippy. <laughs> I think I was freaking myself out a little bit. At yeah, like, huh? It was like two minutes after I'd shaved it. Like, who the fuck is this yeah, guy? Yeah, what happened? Did your dog start freaking out? Or <laughs> my dad cool? just showed up in my bathroom. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, how, how, has your, how have your dogs reacted to this? Uh, the dogs were oh, okay. fine. Um, Ginger's, Ginger's terrified of me when I'm standing anyway, no. so the, her reaction is no different. Yeah. And Abby's always just looking at your hands to see if you're going to drop any oh, food. Oh, there you go. So okay. there's, no, <laughs> there's no problem there. But yeah. we've been sidetracked long enough. Set up, set up okay, this Okay, okay. We'll it's, set it up. It's uh, prom night, and they're, they're, they're pre-taping yes. and playing their Yes, they're pre-taping, memories. and the, the first of two segments is Luke talking to his high school date, Jeanette. You know that that girl that you date or that boy that you date when you're young and you just, you know, it's like you, you could just sort of read some note that they wrote, wrote you a hundred times over and over again and you're just over the moon, that kind of movie style puppy dog love. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is the lady for me. Oh yeah, she's she was just absolutely the apple of my eye, and still is. <laughs> Her name is Jeanette. She's a very fancy lawyer in Seattle now. She's luckily been able to kind of shake off the stigma of having been my high school and early college girlfriend. Hi, Jeanette. Hi, Luke. Um, so it was a bit embarrassing when I asked you uh, to be on the show tonight because I did not remember one of the two proms that we went to. I know. I And I had heard you on a previous program saying, I don't think I went to my prom at Nathan Hale. I don't think we had a prom. And you put baby's breath in your hair. You think a guy would remember. You have a, a low-cut dress in the on. Face. Yeah. Exactly. I'm totally feeling you right now, Jen. <laughs> Wait, you had baby's breath in your hair that night? Because I did, too. And you also <laughs> I didn't know, bring that up. it was embarrassing. We coordinated. Wait, so, okay, because... Because, Nett, you, you are a year younger than me, and you'll never let me live that down. Well, yeah. I'm really only six months younger, and you're a, but you were, yes, I was dating an older man. And so when, when, uh, when I was a senior, you were just a junior. So that was, I guess, that was the first prom, that, that was the first of the two proms that we went together? Correct. Would that you, was our practice prom. Since I remember nothing of that night, what can you, what, what sticks out for you? Not a lot. You and I were talking before, and neither of us remember where it was. Um, but I, I, I didn't know anyone at Nathan Hale. Oh, I remember you, you wore that cream dress that had like lines, yeah, ruffles. It's all coming back. It kind of looked. Uh, it had a, a. It looked a little like a seashell. I could see that. Sure. What would you call those kind of lines? Oh, uh, I, I think they might have actually been like a paisley. This isn't going to do it justice. It wasn't a paisley dress. But didn't you get your haircut also right before the prom? You got you had this. That was my prom. Oh. In a bold and unexpected move, I had really long hair all through high school, and the day of prom, I cut it. No, no, you're confusing, short. Jeanette. You're confusing the two events. You know why? Because there's a picture of you and I in the Ingram yearbook from your prom, and your hair is long and up in a big fancy. That was winter ball. How many dances did you guys go to? We quite a few. She was a very important person to me, <laughs> Jennifer. I don't know how many dances did we go to. I think four. So your prom, my winter ball, some kind of a tolo thing, and then the icing on the cake, my prom, which was when I cut my hair really short that day. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Don't ask, don't question a girl about her haircut. Okay. She knows. There, Thank you. There are these pictures are floating around in. I have all these boxes from my various moves, and there are a bunch of different prom photos or formal photos, Jeanette, of you and I. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I don't know which. Cron order. Cron order is that law? Is that law talk? That's that's legalese. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have time to say chronological. That costs. That actually costs eighty-five cents. Don't worry. I'm someone. I'm billing somebody. (laughs) No, but actually, so the haircut was part of what led to your fury on the night of my prom because right, there was a lot of bathroom discussion about the hair. Yeah, let's 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 get right to the good stuff. Yes. Let's gather around the good stuff as Queen Latifah <laughs> encourages us on a Pizza Hut commercial. Uh, it's okay, Net, you and I have been dating now for like a year. Right. And uh, we were come on, admit this in front of in front of all the listeners. We were we were besotted. We were smitten, right? That is correct, sir. And so it was like you know it was very serious times for us, but also we had gotten to that point in the relationship where it was we were comfortable fighting. <laughs> I'm confused about the cr- cron. <laughs> Real quickly, it, do you have a baby at this point or not? Yes, I oh, do. Yes. You do. Okay. Uh, my first, uh, I wouldn't call it date, but when the when the feelings between Jeanette and I were first expressed by yours truly, <laughs> it was at the Honey Bear Bakery, which is now Zoka Coffee in Tangletown. And I took Jeanette out for a date to express my interest in her and also to tell her, I think, that I was about to have a baby. <laughs> right. Actually, I think those were two different events, but they were very but close those together. Are really great quintessential high school conversations. Right. Yes. Just pretty typical stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so you're going to prom. Yes, and there is uh, there's a one year old involved. There's a one year old involved. Okay. <laughs> who is the designated driver? <laughs> <laughs> Very grown-up kid, that Addy. So yeah, we're at, okay. So we're at the Ingram High School prom, nineteen ninety-five. Right. Jeanette is uh, school president, correct? Class president. Class president. Uh, editor of the yearbook. <laughs> uh, valedictorian. No. Should have been. <laughs> She's the you know queen bee of this school, and this is her senior prom. Her moment. And <laughs> it's really my, my moment to shine. And we get to the prom <laughs> and she says, or I say, we better get in line for pictures because there was uh, like, e- that's what everybody, they got there, they got in line for the picture. So that line was just really long. It was like Star Wars 3 was playing or something. Yeah. So Jeanette and says. And that's kind of like why you go to prom, right? You take the picture and then you go somewhere else. I don't know. But, I guess. So, yeah, that was my recollection. Is it was almost immediately after we got there, and I was like, get in line. There's a super long line. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go powder my nose. <laughs> so I get in the back of this epic photo line, and I wait, and I wait, and I shuffle forward, and I shuffle forward, and what to me feels like about two hours goes by, <laughs> and I get to the front of the photo line, I'm still dateless at this point. By the way, I didn't. I don't go to Ingram. I don't know anybody there. And then I have to let people start going in front of me. Oh, um, no, I don't. Please, just it's okay. Just uh, I'm like, go, go ahead. My date's not here. Yes. And then people are looking at me like, do you have a date? Because I had what doctors called acne. It looked like I could have just been crashing the prom dateless. It would be totally logical looking at me in 1995 to think that's what was going on. I weighed about 100 pounds, 
40 of it was pimples. <laughs> so, Jeanette, what was going on? Okay, I cannot imagine that more than 10 minutes went by. <laughs> so between I, 10 minutes and two hours. I think you've got hours. some problems with your cron. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I went out for a burger. Literally, I walked to the bathroom. I put on lipstick. Some of my girlfriends were in there, and we were like looking at each other's dresses, talking about the... Um, the dramatic haircut and just, you know, chatting. And then that was it. I mean, how long could we have been in there? Well, everybody knows that time is very relative. Exactly. We were experiencing that time in very different ways. Because I was, with every second that went by, my frustration was building and my embarrassment. <laughs> see, this is a big thing for me is that when I feel, I'm, I'm at my meanest when I feel like, I've, <sighs> when I feel embarrassed, it's it's some kind of deep childhood wearing stirrup jeans to the first day of seventh grade because I didn't know they were for girls. I have some deep set, like, (coughs) excuse me, like my voice cracking on the radio. There's some deep set embarrassment issues. And so when I feel humiliated in a kind of public setting, I, it, I just like, I convert it into, into rage. Anyone. And so then you got back to the front of the line. And and I'm just, think like not a care in the world and I come out of the bathroom and I'm sort of walking towards Luke and I see him like oh he's already at the top of the line and he's sort of standing off to the side near where you get your picture taken just shooting me daggers like I really have never Luke's a pretty laid-back guy doesn't get angry very often I have never seen him so angry (laughs) and I walked over there and he just said I've been standing here for an hour and And I was like what it's been five minutes Probably an F-bomb, although I was a pretty Christian guy at that time, so I don't know if I <laughs> if I traded in such profanities. But And then I, I was super mad at you, and I basically, I'm sure I was really mean. So, Jeanette, I just want to take... No, no, you pulled it together for the picture. This is... This, no one would ever know. This is, this is only 13 years late, but I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, well, I don't... I'm sorry for being so inconsiderate to my guests. Oh, <laughs> Okay, but but let's not accentuate the negative. Let's talk about the world's best Caesar salad. That Caesar salad really blew my mind. I'm not going <laughs> to pretend like it didn't. The prom, the prom I was had there. food. No, no, we had this like four hour dinner before prom, before everything fell apart. Where'd you go, Jeanette's, um, I guess you could say, uh, kind of stepdad of sorts. Uh huh. Her her uh, mom's long long time uh, friend Larry. Who is? Is there a nicer human being on the planet than Larry no, Jeanette that, no. that we've not, met? Not, not that no, not that anyone's aware of. He's super nice, and he hooked Luke and I up with this. It was like a club. Or- yeah, the Rainier Club. Oh. No, 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 no. The Rainier Club's downtown. This yeah. was called the Lakes Club. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if it exists anymore. But for you know, a couple of kids from North Seattle, it was fancy. It fancy was stuff. in the top of a high rise in Bellevue, and it was like there wasn't prices on the menu. There weren't right. prices on the menu, mm-hmm. and so and like this was the first meal I'd probably ever eaten that I didn't order out of a clown's head. <laughs> first eating out meal that fit that description, and so we are there, and like it's like so fancy, and everyone's being really nice to us. Cause you have to be a member. This guy Larry is and was or was a member of this place, so he was like, "Go down, it's on me." And so uh, one of us orders a Caesar salad, and this guy wheels a cart over. Right, and made it right there. And there was like an egg involved. There was lemon that was in cheesecloth. 
so we that it would not get could the not seeds. have been more impressed. <laughs> that has stayed with me as one of I've to this day, and I've been to a, a lot of nice restaurants. I've never had them wheel out the Caesar salad fixins. Right on like a cart. It, yeah, I'm still waiting for that. And it was a whole presentation he did. Yeah, so let's just fo- yeah. I, I think you're right. We're gonna forget the prom. We'll just focus on the dinner. Yeah, unfortunately, it was kind of downhill from there. <laughs> and I think you might have broken up with me shortly thereafter. That is not true at all. <laughs> I can only imagine that it was connected to the line incident. No, no, no. Because I remember, I remember to the day when we did break up, and I was like, I was seriously out of a bad song. Like, I got up the next day and I, I couldn't eat. All by myself, don't wanna be. I was like walking around my apartment in the U District, like, oh, I had like a pain, oh. a pain inside. Yes, in the way you only can when you've broken up with your high school. Yes, your first love. So yeah. no, but that's. I'm glad we had this closure. I, I think that you know it was it was about time that we we got this out. Yeah. Do you feel you feel better about things now? I do. Feel like we can kind of get we can I think be we friends can again. Move forward now. What? Let's give it a shot. You know. I promise to never leave you waiting in a line again. I promise to never shoot you daggers and also to never have that many pimples. <laughs> Deal. All right. That seems fair. Did we dance at any of these formals? Like, did we go out on the dance floor? Because it's bizarre that we could sure. go to four formals and I would only have one memory from all four of them combined, which is getting pissed about waiting in the photo line too long. <laughs> well, I was probably leaving you stranded and running around doing my thing. I'm sure we danced. Is any, do you have any other memories from any of these formals? Um, I remember you offering your jacket to another girl at that. Remember that Capitol Hill, like sisters of the revolution dance. Daughters, Daughters of the revolution. Daughters of the revolution. We were at that mansion. Oh yeah, over by really Bacchus. Hot girl. And she was like, "Burr, I'm cold." And Luke said, "You could take my coat." No way. Was this an Ingram High event? Of course. Who was the girl? Do you remember her name? No. But I just remember we had a lot of fun. I mean, that was the only. I really, actually, that is the only time I can remember you be, being angry. Well, I'm glad that you've blocked out a lot of the relationship, Jeanette. <laughs> Because I just want to tell you that I am now, I'm a changed man. One divorce later, oh, that's well, all it I, took. I don't, I don't remember you needing a lot of changing, but well, I, what, I, what are you going to do? We were 18. Yeah. So. Uh, well, it sounds like you have a call. I'm Very here. important lawyer that you are. Um, Jeanette, uh, I hope that we can uh, see you at the prom. Okay. Uh, I hope that you'll be able to make it out now. This is being taped, so it's actually airing. And the prom is on, so maybe, maybe I'm, I'm right standing now. in line at the photo booth and you're in the bathroom <laughs> as we speak. That's right. Who can or really maybe tell? it's the other way around. Now you know everyone. I don't know a soul. Oh, payback. Revenge is a dish what best... What goes around comes around. Revenge is a dish best served cold. Oh, you waited 13 years. I think it's chilly and it's ready to serve. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Jeanette. It was fun. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye bye. Bye, Jen. I have had very good fortune that all of the ladies in my life have all been stand-up gals. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, and this was supposed to be the part of the show, Jennifer, where you were going to interview your former prom date. Although, as you mentioned at the open of this hour, he apparently hates you. <laughs> well, his name is Matt. 
And Latanzi? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and he lives in Montana. And uh, it was so funny because I wrote him an email and said, this is a little awkward because we haven't spoken in nine years, <laughs> but I'll just forge ahead and say we're doing this thing. And I'd love to talk to you and about your memories about going to prom with me and, you know, if you have any time tomorrow. So he wrote me back and said that he's not good on the radio and he didn't really feel comfortable on the radio. And he said, furthermore, and I quote, that night doesn't stand out from any other night that year. Ouch. But I think what he meant is that we kind of always did the same thing, which was like drive around town, go to Dick's, maybe go to a movie, you know. Was this guy like your boyfriend? No, he was. It was kind of like Watts and Keith and some kind of wonderful, except we didn't <laughs> hook up at the end. He kind of went off with the pretty Amanda girl. You know what I mean? It was kind of like that. Like we were, we totally hung out together every single day and we were really, really close. And probably at some point I had a crush on him and probably at some point we probably went back and forth, but we never had crushes on each other at the same time. Mm -hmm. It was that kind of story. Mm -hmm. That's like me and Vanessa now. <laughs> Which is very complicated. He's still trying to get it, the timing yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's hard. So, so that was my junior year. And um, as we have talked about on the show, you and I went to a high school that did not allow dancing. And so what we had... Footloose prep. Yes. So we had what was called the Junior Senior Banquet. The JSB. Yes. So my junior year, uh, I went with Matt and we actually, he doesn't remember this, but we had a great time. And we, and after it was held at the Stouffer Madison, which no longer exists in downtown Seattle. And then we went to the uh, Denny's on 15th and Ballard, which no longer exists. And yeah. you're really the angel of death. I know. And then this is the crazy part. We ended up with a group of juniors at Golden Gardens. We built a bonfire at like four in the morning and we're going to we built a bonfire. and We're going to watch the sun come up. Except the sun doesn't come up that way because, you know, Golden Gardens <laughs> faces, faces the west. Uh, the west. <laughs> so that was disappointing. But there was this guy named Adam Tucker there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Nobody in this group from Footloose Prep. Uh, many of them college bound. Put it together that the sun rises in the east. I love that. That's totally that is so being in high school. You just think we'll go watch the sunrise. You just exactly. assume it rises over the water. Exactly. Wherever that water may be. The craziest thing is I actually lived in Ballard and knew exactly which window the sun came up. Yeah, and which Sunset window. Hill. Yeah, I knew that exactly. Means the other thing is Sunrise Hill. <laughs> I'm not sure that I was there when, when they said, and then we'll see the sun rise. But the weirdest thing that I remember about it is we built this bonfire. We were all sitting around, and we were really cold, so we all had blankets on. And then there was this guy there named Adam Tucker, and he was quite a bit younger than me, but he had brought a saxophone. And so he started, like, saxing it up like Rob Lowe and saying, <laughs> I was fire. And it was one of those kind of awkward moments because it was clearly kind of romantic. Like, we're on the beach, and there's a bonfire, and he's playing the sax. And was he playing uh, like Kenny G? Do you remember what exactly he was? Mm, it might have been like the David Letterman theme. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so always that was, a romantic choice. So that was my junior, uh, my junior, senior, junior, senior banquet when I was a junior. Then this is when the story gets kind of sad. The uh Miss the miscast sunset with some <laughs> random person playing sax is not the sad part. No. So my senior year, uh, you know, we went to this very small school and there was about 10 girls and about 10 boys in my class, my senior class. And we had all gone to school together since we were in first grade. So for 12 years, we've all been going to school together. The obvious thing is that we're all going to go together to our senior dance. 
Although there was no there's dancing. No dancing. It's hard to know at our senior banquet. Yes. So, Which, by the way, you haven't lived until you've gone <laughs> to uh, a sit-down, sort of question, you know, pretty mediocre food event. Mm-hmm. That's living. Mm-hmm. With the gentleman jugglers as the entertainment. Uh-huh. Sure. Or uh, the... Um, the, there was some the, kind of theater improv group that also theater came sports a would lot. show up a lot, and also mm-hmm. there was these these guys. I, I want to call them the the B Sharps, but that was the name of an acapella yes. group in The Simpsons. They were the acapella group. I remember. What very were well. those guys called? The I just remember they would do Christian acapella, like uh-huh. Amazing Love. Well, also, that was also the Gaither Trio, <laughs> uh, and also you may be confusing it with jazz choir, which I was in, where we sang Osig Funimungu. <laughs> And some other amazing acapella hits. Well, I just felt like if we're going to have an acapella band, they can do like Under the Boardwalk or something, some kind of really classic acapella music, but no. It wouldn't be Footloose Prep if we had like a worldly acapella group there. (laughs) It needed to be the squarest of the square. I mean, you know, I'm sure those guys are nice guys, but um, it's going to kill me now that I can't remember what the name of that group was. So as the... so. It's senior year, and and the date has been announced, and tickets are on sale, and it's approaching, and it's approaching, and slowly it kind of starts to, to come out that oh, um, you know, Ben asked Shannon, and oh, Lance asked Sarah, and oh, and and so all the boys in my class, kind of one after the other, are asking girls to our senior banquet who are juniors and sophomores, to the point that somebody wrote a editorial for our school paper called JSB, just sophomore babes. I mean, like everyone in the school knew that none of the senior girls were the being The Daily asked. Lion? Yes. This was the talk of the, what was the newspaper called? <laughs> I can't remember. So I, and it certainly wasn't daily. It was more like monthly. But so the word kind of was getting out and we were all starting to realize like every boy in our class is asking these young girls. And then the like final punch to the stomach was when Peter, who I had gone to school with, mind you, for 12 years, all of us had, asked a freshman rather than one of us. So we all are look, we're all sitting in the lunchroom, you know, like three weeks from prom, realizing that every single boy in our class has asked somebody from an <laughs> underclass. And so there's always someone younger and hotter. I know this was a lesson. It was it's good. You learned it at 17 at age 17. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of had that moment. We're like, OK, are we going to ask people? Are we going to go out and ask people who don't go to the school or what are we going to do? And what we just decided is we've gone to school together a long time. We're really close. This is our last night. Let's just all go together. And so we rented limos all the girls together and we got a um, couple hotel rooms in Bellevue at like the Bellevue Hilton and the the prom was at the Columbia Winery in uh, Woodenville mm. so we took limos there all the girls and we all got there and took this fun picture which I'll put up on the website Ooh la la. of all of us together and that's when one of the <sighs> administration people came out and noticed that they thought my dress was too short for the prom yeah because I wore like a black knee length dress with like this little hat black hat and um, they came out and pulled me aside. This used to happen to me daily at school. And like, you know, two weeks from graduation, they pull me aside. We think you're short. Your skirt is too short. You know, we might need you to go change. I'm like, go, go change. I this came here in a the, limousine. Is- I'm in freaking Woodenville. I'm not going to go. What am I going to go change into? You think I have an extra prom dress in the car? So we like negotiated. And so finally. What was the negotiation? You promised to like. <laughs> Keep my knees together. Yeah, or something. <laughs> well, what they used to do to me at school all the time is they would come and pull me out of class and make me get on my knees because if my skirt hit uh-huh. the floor when I was sure. on my knees, it was long enough. And so I said, I offered, can I get on my knees? And they said, yes. Yeah. So I got on my knees and they could see that the dress hit the floor. And so then they let me go in. Oh, Jesus Creek. I know. That's exactly. A, that's a, I was going to get a t-shirt made <laughs> called, that's just like, 
says Jesus Creek. Because that should have been the name of that school. It should have. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Ruthie, Tiffany, Cindy, Leah, Tressa, and Carrie, my prom dates from senior year. Did God you have you, fun girls. other than the kneeling, bizarrely kneeling in front of an administrator and, uh, you know, like being not having any guy attention when it came to the, you know, yeah. after party? Did guys show up for the after party? Nope. No, they all, were, party? they were all heading off with their ladies. So we actually had a great time. I have to say, we had so much fun because we all headed back to the hotel. We got into sweats and we watched 80s prom movies and we watched Steel Magnolias and cried. And it was very girl bonding and we actually had a really good time. This sounds like, let me guess, did you rent the limos? Yes. Did you rent the movies? Yes, and the hotel rooms. (laughs) (laughs) I organized the whole thing. I I smelled an Andrews production. (laughs) From a mile away. Well, the funny thing is one of those girls, you might have heard her name, Tiffany Lorenzen. She was actually not in my class, but she was the only junior girl who did not get asked. And so I found out about that through the grapevine and invited her to come along with us. And so she she came with our group and I think she had a great time. This is TVTL on News Talk 710 Cairo, now available on 97.3 FM. It was a very bizarre thing that school um, and those dances, because well, again, I called it a dance. I know it's hard and not those to formals mm-hmm. because I don't know. I guess they just realized that it was un-American to not have some kind of get together, but they weren't willing to in any way have it be fun or no. have any of the things that make those kind of events fun. So there was well, no music, mm-hmm. no dancing. You would have a sit down. If you got lucky, there would be a slideshow like we put together when we had our JSB. Uh huh. The juniors, you know, had to put together something for the seniors. So we made this involved video that we had to sh- – and this isn't like a long time ago. So you couldn't just get on iMovie and like snip, snip. We had to spend probably a, two weeks in a cramped basement editing studio with this guy who reeked. Although he was really nice and doing it for like, you know, pro bono essentially. Uh-huh. Um, uh, just to cut this thing together, right? And then at the last minute, there was a huge – uh, controversy, huge problem because we were using Jack and Diane as one of the songs that was playing under the pictures of people, and it said, it's "Got his hands between her knees." It was no, it was the one where she says she plays a debutante in the backseat back of, of Jackie's car. So we had to cut that out of the movie, which then messed up the timing of everything. So I still have a video of this somewhere, I think, and it's like you know. For being 1993 or whatever with limited equipment, it's sort of cute. It has a little plot of like there's a fire drill and everyone goes outside and then the the, the, the picture zooms up on each person and then it does their little slideshow. And then in the middle, there's just the world's most bizarre edit where it's like, you know, Jack uh, John Cougar Merle Camp is singing. Duh, duh, and then it's just like all of a sudden just goes like, hold on to 16. It's like the worst edit of all time because we did take out the stupid thing this was jesus creek this was going to jesus creek high oh the negotiations were legendary i remember that we had our, the theme of our uh, junior senior banquet was together forever because rick astley was quite popular at the mm-hmm. time and they had approved it but they approved it without knowing it was a secular song like they just thought we came up with together forever and then they found out it was related to a secular song and so then they didn't want that to be the theme anymore, but we had already like printed stuff. And so literally I'm in a negotiation. I'm like, what if we start with five minutes of silent prayer? <laughs> Would that be okay? I mean, we're like literally because we're like the prom committee and we're trying to figure out the program. And we're like, you know, we could have some prayer time. 
to try to defray to try to, the Astley. Yeah. Meanwhile, break down the lyrics of that song. Together forever, we never never will we'll part. part. Together forever, we too. And don't you know I would move heaven and earth to be together forever with you? I mean, obviously, it's a song about butt sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously no just a, a vicious, worldly song about monogamous, <laughs> long-term love that's shared appropriately between two people. I mean, how can we have our kids hearing that? Well, people listening might not know about this incredible video series called Hell's Bells, which we were shown every single year. I uh, the um, <laughs> to learn Kim, about the, the evils of rock Kim, music. the lady who used to do the custodial stuff here. Uh, at the station, one time I was talking to her about Hell's Bells, and then she went home and found it on YouTube. Oh, it's really? It's totally on YouTube in chunks. We need to put that up on the website. Well, what's funny is I learned a lot of songs from Hell's Bells. Like, I'd never heard them before. Like, I didn't know any ACDC. I didn't know any of those bands. And I learned them from Hell's Bells and was like, man, this is a great song. And so we would start buying them all the time. And to this day, my <laughs> sister and I will start into Hell's Bells music and we know exactly what we're doing. And, and you know, we only know like the one line, but we do it all the time. <laughs> I also know that the insignia on the outside of the Duran Duran record. There was a, or I remember. Seven in the Ragged Tiger? No, there was one where there was an upside down question mark. Maybe it was Blue Oyster Cult. Mm, no. I mean, they have cult yes. in the name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no I don't doubt. have to draw you a picture. Well, I was always trying to say, all rock isn't bad. Janet Jackson says, let's wait a while. <laughs> like, I actually am like using that in an argument. Did you finally get to use Together Forever? Yes. As the theme. But it was not because of Rick Astley. And thank you for because... blazing a trail because when it was our year, we were allowed to use Let's Go All the Way. <laughs> By uh, by Sly Fox. Okay, because we had to use, um, we don't have to take our clothes <laughs> off to have a good time. Had Friends or Friends Forever already been taken? <laughs> I'm sure that was, you know, <laughs> did they push you guys to call it Go West, Young Man? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you want to go back to Egypt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let me get the cron down. <laughs> the cron. Um, Jeanette. Jeanette went to Ingram, which is a high school in North Seattle, north of the yes. lake. And Luke, his senior year, went to Nathan Hale. So Luke somehow, when he was a senior at Nathan Hale, hooked up with Jeanette at Ingram, and they ended up going to the prom at Nathan Hale his senior year, which he has no right. memory of. Is that what, <laughs> yeah, okay. he seems to only remember one prom and also does not remember winter ball. Um, Because he confused that, too, with the hair. It seems like the one he remembers is her senior prom in 1995. Right, which she's really clear on, too, because she cut her hair that day, and that was really important to her. And uh, I'm I'm just going to say this about that experience. Mm -hmm. I can see both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, First, I'll I'll take up for Luke. Mm -hmm. Luke is at a dance where he knows no one. Yeah. And he's in line for pictures, which is a horrible place to be, yes. even with when you're with your uh, girlfriend. Yeah. Um, he's not with her. Right. He has no one to talk to. And then he's at that awkward moment, like when you get up to the front of the concession stand, your friend's supposed to join you and tell you what they want. And you're just like, oh, no, no please, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's awkward. Yeah. It seems like a long time to him. And what I liken it to is, you know, that particular experience never happened to me, but it's like if you're, you're, you're someone like me and you don't like to go shopping mm-hmm. and you get dragged to a mall or an outlet mall or whatever. And it may, the trip may have taken an hour 15, but to you, it seemed like it was days. Mm-hmm. 
You know, mm-hmm. you did, your legs are jelly. You have no patience mm-hmm. for it. Um, this was an experience that Luke wanted to get over with, but his girlfriend, Jeanette, she was in her glory. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he should have realized, you know, guys should always realize this. These dances are not about right. you. Don't even, you know, that your, your good time is going to stem from hers. Yeah. Don't. You know, let her have what she wants and you will be happier. And when she shows up out of the bathroom, after all her friends have told her how pretty her hair looks and how great her dress is, don't ruin that for right. her. Right. Lay in the cut, homie, and do what you you're know? told. <laughs> yeah. And he and he realizes yeah. it. I mean, with the perspective of, what, 13, 14 years. Yeah. Um, he realized it and gave it and gave it back to her and and she she sounded like she still did think about that i mean oh, she yeah. she remembered that moment that look that she got yeah and how mad and yeah well and here's another another reason that i have major empathy for luke's position in this too is that um you know he was a freshman in college right and mm-hmm. i think for him you know, he talks a lot about embarrassment and how, you know, he projects, you know, when he feels embarrassment, he magnifies it and projects it to rage, at least at that point in his life. I don't know that that's still, mm-hmm. you know, uh, such an issue. But, you know, going to a prom when you have already graduated is by default potentially embarrassing. Even if you don't personally mm-hmm. feel embarrassed by it, even if you're like, hey, I knew all these people. They all know that I'm dating Jeanette. Um, you know, I've only been out a year, whatever. Like somebody could always, you just never know, is someone going to crack on me for being here at all? So right, that is always right. a potential minefield, even if you're just a one year out. Plus he had at that point like a one and a half year old, you know? And so, <laughs> right. you know, that's, that's a, a huge responsibility. Card. And you might be having a lot of feelings about that and being at a prom and just having all this ambivalence about, you know, well, what am I doing at a prom right now anyway? Like that could have been fueling that, you know, that little tiff as well, you know, because it's just a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and it might feel like something really frivolous to be doing when you're like, gee, you know, this is kind of how my high school years were supposed to end, but they ended with me transferring to another school, meeting all these people, having a baby, you know, and like I'm kind of a grown up before I really, you know, really ever planned on being one. So that's, that's pretty mm-hmm. heavy. And so I think that it's possible that some of those things were underpinning that moment. And, you know, that's not, none of that is Jeanette's fault, but I could just see how something like that could be contentious in that moment. Right. When I was in college, I dated uh, probably two or three high school girls just very briefly. And whenever the subject of like going to one of their dances came mm-hmm. up, no, right. no, yeah. because this is embarrassing right. enough. I'm, I'm picking off a high school girl. Um, I don't want to be called out on it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it was, and even, even like, uh, I, I remember this one girl, Shannon, that, um, I did it. And this was all very early my freshman year before I just, I got over it and I'm like, I can't do this. This is, I hated these guys mm-hmm. when I was in high mm-hmm. school. I don't want to be one of these guys. Yeah. Uh, I would just pick the girl up at her house and I just remember, um, this girl Shannon's dad was very scornful uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. of me. Yeah. Of me being in college. Yeah. She, I, she had this house in Wallingford, this, this nice old house. And I, I went over there and, and, you know, just wanted her to just come out, but she was like, oh, she's not ready yet. And I had to sit with her dad and her dad was like, 
So you're in college. Oh. Yeah, I go to UW. Yeah. <laughs> right, so you're in a fraternity. Yeah. Oh, no. Must be a lot of parties there. A lot of girls. So, yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. You know, a lot of parties, a lot of girls. It's a lot of fun. Oh. But you're dating my yeah. daughter. Right. Why don't you go off with one of them girls Fuck. and leave my kid alone? <laughs> yeah. That is, right. That is. That was totally the message. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that experience kind of chased me off it. And thank God. I mean, every, every guy should get a lesson like that. Yeah. I think. <laughs> and I have to say, as a, as a, um, as a woman who was a high school girl, a lot of times we don't understand that at all because we have been thrust into, you know, being from being a child into, you know, over years developing into someone who's not a child. And, um, there's just a lot of stuff like that, that I guess I shouldn't speak for all girls, but I didn't get. And it's like, you know, you do things that you think are, um, fairly innocuous and you get guys going, Oh no, 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 no. And you're like, what? Yeah. You know, but now, now that I'm an elderly woman, I get it. <laughs> I totally get <laughs> yeah, it. Your brain, your brain and your sensibilities haven't caught up with your, with your body. Not at all. Your body. Yeah. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not my body. I did not get it. <laughs> I did not get it at all. And, and it's predatory behavior <laughs> and mm-hmm. we, we need to admit it as guys, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. lay off the high school girls. Right. Right. Guys. Well, I, it's, it's weak. I even had, I was, I worked at a grocery store and I was friends. I became eventually friends with the other people who worked there. And some of them were high school kids, some were college and some were adults whose vocation was working at a grocery store. And there was one who it's like, it's like I perceived us as friends and I I was like, oh, please pick me up from high school on your motorcycle sometime. Please do it. Please, please, please. Mm-hmm. And he kept demurring, rebuffing, you know, and he finally agreed to do it. And I was so jacked because I was like, oh, my friends are going to see me right away on this motorcycle. And all the school buses came and went. None of my friends saw it. He came like 15 minutes after that. And now as an adult, I completely get it. Like, of course, as a grown man, you don't want the entire population of Garfield High School to see you pick up a child and take her away on your yeah. motorcycle. Like, duh, right. you know? Um, I mean, I'm grateful yeah. he did That's it at all. a good all. friend, Oh, actually, he was an awesome friend. Made that, made that yeah, he was really, really cool. And it's like, I wish I could have seen that instead of being like, oh, man, how come I didn't have my big moment of being taken away on a motorcycle? Like, how stupid is that? <laughs> You know, but I mean, it's like, it was all above board. It was cool. It, you know, my mom knew about it. It was all good. Um, but you know, what, what was I thinking? It's like, I was still, I was thinking like a child, you know, and, and, um, but yeah. legally at that point, I was either an adult or almost one. And physically, I looked like one. So yeah, we didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen the pictures. You had it going thank on. Thank you. Girl. Thank you. Yeah. I'll see if I can dig one of those up for the show. <laughs> Uh, so Jen's experience yeah. was oh, wait, wait, way stranger. Wanna, Luke's was let pretty me much probar in one more oh, thing go, about go Luke, ahead. please. Um, mm-hmm. this is something we've heard about in a different context. She said one of her, Jeanette said one of her memories, um, from that night, she was like, well, I do remember one other thing that you offered your jacket to another girl. He started oh. dating Carrie by offering his jacket. And it's yeah. a thing that, um, y- that Jeanette recognized as like, hmm, I didn't like that. I don't know what that means, but I didn't really like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, Carrie, um, 
thought, I think this guy is being really, really nice. But meanwhile, Luke knew that uh, he had designs on her. That's why he was offering the jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've they've each talked so about you're, that you're, on the show. You're calling him out. This is his signature move. I think it's a signature move. It's a nice move, and it's a gentlemanly move. Yeah. And um, I respect it as a move, and I like that um, because of my time banditing, I was able to recognize it when I heard that moment happen. I was like, oh, he offered a jacket. <laughs> That's cool. The offering of the the offering of the jacket. Um, your girlfriend or whoever, <laughs> your girlfriend or your wife or whoever, uh, is not going to be mad if you offer your jacket to a child or a homely woman right. <laughs> or a woman or she feels elderly, to be lesser than. Elderly lady, much more elderly than myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. She's only going to be mad if <laughs> if she perceives a woman as a threat. Right. So you're no longer nice, even right. though you might still be being nice right. and have no designs on this other woman. I would suggest, fellas, that that uh, you offer to do something else to help that woman other than give her your jacket. If there's any way your significant other could see that woman as a threat. Right. Offer it only in the most dire of circumstances. (laughs) But if you can turn away, turn away. (laughs) Don't offer the jacket. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sorry you're so Some other dude can offer the jacket. (laughs) Come on, man. Or, you know, if your lady says, oh, can you give her your jacket? Go ahead. You know? Um, Yes. But, uh, you know, if you are unencumbered and free to offer jackets – such as Luke was when he met Carrie, then you can offer the jacket. So we're on to Jen yes. now. Yes. And th- this, this is a bizarre circumstance. This high school, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say Jesus Christ, but I don't understand Jesus Christ. Uh, so I will say, come on. <laughs> What what was the name of the banquet? The the oh uh, junior uh, JSB junior senior senior banquet right? Um, junior senior banquet yeah, and that part of the issue there no music yeah or no secular music and no dancing right, no dancing. What's the point yeah. of that? I mean, you're you're as a religious as I am, right, uh, Phyllis? But yeah. but what's what's the thing? I never I never saw Footloose. I don't understand. <laughs> religion or even the show you never what saw is the thing about not dancing <laughs> well there are a lot of no, there did. are a lot of um conservative evangelical christian religions where you do not dance and it's not allowed on your property it's not allowed at your events your events are called functions or events you know or formals um they are not called dances because they're not dances uh, and um what the, why why no dancing well i guess you'd probably have to go to the text to figure that out but um, <laughs> like you, you can't express joy. Can you smile? Can you right. like raise I mean, an eyebrow? What do you do when you want to like express joy as a human? Yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even someone who gives a crap about dancing. I mean, but I, I think everyone should be able to do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're a guy, are you like, you know, oh, phew, I go to a school that doesn't allow dancing. I don't have to do that. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I, it's, I mean, I think there are the religious reasons for not dancing. And then there are also the kind of like, you know, uh, prom chaperone reasons for not dancing. And I think they basically use the religion as an yeah. excuse 
to for the prom right. chaperone reasons against dancing, um, which yeah. you know, as we can see, we're not particularly effective at that school. <laughs> um, ultimately, right? I think a lot of evangelical religion, and I'm speaking out of my ass here, is is to keep people from having and enjoying sex. Right. That seems, or at least to um, keep women from having and enjoying sex. Um, right. Yeah. And, and, and that, and you just, you just keep walking that back all the way to, you know, uh, no dancing, right. no music where people talk about sex or dancing, right. you know, to, to where you, you, you try to train the sexuality out of people. Out of, out of girls. Which, yeah, I mean, it's because a lot of the focus is on the girls and their behavior, right? And their attire and, you know, don't be mm-hmm. an object for these boys. And it's like, well, what about the fact that this is the only time in my life I'm going to have a rocking ass body and I want to show my gams? <laughs> Come on now. Right. <laughs> you know, like that, that Jen actually volunteered to get on her knees so that they could see her skirt was long yeah. enough. Goodness gracious, that's, that woman that's has put just... up with a lot in life. <laughs> and right. I respect the way she talks about it now because, you know, she disagrees with it, but she still on some level seems to have empathy for what the adults were trying to do. Um, and she right. shows I mean, that she's a by demonstrating, so, well, here's what I did about know. it. I organized the limos. I organized the movies. When we weren't asked to the dance, mm-hmm. I organized my friends. Like, I think that's awesome. Um, that, that she did that. Yeah, I know that, that's, that sounds like a great night. You know, if you can't go out and fumble around with boys, <laughs> then at, at least, at least have a good time, watch your steel magnolias or whatever. But <laughs> the entertainment at the junior senior banquet <laughs> is yeah. just the worst sounding thing to be. Yeah. Jugglers, yeah. acapella so singers, bad. and an improv group. That's like a triathlon of bad entertainment. It's oh. so, like, I just would want to kill myself. Right. It's like, did you spend money on this entertainment? Right. Yes, you probably did. Yeah. And Yes. That, you might as well light money on yeah. fire, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that would have been like uh, more interesting to watch. <laughs> it's money burning, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and one thing about this clip too is right toward the end, and it just made me think. Wait a minute, they're on the radio. Is Luke said butt sex? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and that was pre-taped, and they chose to not edit it out. Yeah, you 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 work on the public uh, airwaves. Mm-hmm. You work mm-hmm. on on the radio. Are, are, can you say that? That you know, um, it's it's one of those things where um, I'm sure their program director would not have wanted them to say it. Um, they probably mm-hmm. would not have had to pay a fine, even in the post Justin Timberlake era. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably would not have had to pay anything, but it could have been a hassle if someone had raised a complaint. But I think they were counting on like no one's going to raise a complaint. Program director is not going to listen. We're all good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a one of those nice things about evening stuff is you can try try things that you yeah. wouldn't try during. It the was night. a Friday right, night. Exactly. I mean, come on. They would have had nobody. to have um, yeah. a lot of bad luck pile up at the same time for that to result in anything that was escalated. <laughs> but um, yeah, I it was would just not, a little jarring because yeah. I don't think they would say that even today. I, that seems like something that they wouldn't normally. Say. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's 
you know, and but that's part of what I love about it is that he's so fired up about the hypocrisy of their experiences yeah. of that school the music that he was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're going to take a song about being together forever and, <laughs> you know, make it make it somehow something that's bad when it's one of the cheesiest Monog- most monogamous things to even sing about. Yeah, that's another thing about the music <laughs> is I'm sorry. It's pretty fascinating to me because I I never understood yeah. it. Um the the music it doesn't matter what the content of the song is if it doesn't come from a Christian person. Right. If it doesn't come from Okay. Like Rick Astley, we don't know his politics. Right. We don't we don't know this guy, so we can't accept his song even if it's pure as the driven snow. The lyrics are you know Yeah. They just they didn't there's want no, there's no sex in they it. They didn't at all. want a theme for the event associated with a secular song. They thought the theme just came mm-hmm. from, Oh, we want to be friends forever or something. And then when they found out, well, you know, you know that's connected to this secular world song, yeah. you know, that's a chart topper, they were like, No, <laughs> And it's just, yeah. it's just such a, such a different high school experience than I had that I, I'm fascinated yeah, every time. It's like, too. I can't even believe that happened in the same city I was in. <laughs> like Jen and I grew up at the right. same time. We're the same age. And my high school experience was completely different from hers. And I'm fascinated every time I listen to it. I would have loved if Jen had gone to Garfield. We would have torn it up. <laughs> well, speaking of that, yeah, we're going to talk about our prom night experiences <laughs> and you you have two, yes, uh, two noteworthy ones. I, I think I went to two or three proms or whatever, but there's really only one that is even interesting at all. Yeah. So, um, why don't you tell us your first prom experience, and then I will tell mine, and then you can wrap it up. Yeah. Well, so I had, I had um, a prom experience. So when I was in twelfth grade, I had a pretty similar a, a, a prom experience that had a lot of similarities to Jen's in that. It was um, it was really much more of a friend situation. So it's kind of one of those things where you're planning the evening around your friends. What are my friends going to be doing? Um, and um, by that point, I had had alcohol like a few times. And um, I wanted to sneak in at least a token amount of alcohol to like be like, woo! You know, just like go in the bathroom, like, yeah, whoop it up. And, mm-hmm. um, but the prom was on the Puget of, or the prom was on the Spirit of Puget Sound, which is a boat. It's down by, uh, mm-hmm. where you guys had the LRB meetup last year, um, down by Pier 66 and, and Belltown or Bell Harbor down by there mm-hmm. in Seattle. And, um, because it was going to be on a boat and because they knew, public school high schoolers, they were like, no, you know, we will be patting you down. Any alcohol, any drugs, or anyone shows up drunk or high, we are turning you away. And, um, you know, I was like committed to the bit. (laughs) And I like, I didn't want to tell my date because I didn't want to, um, you know, like get into it with him about whether I was going to be trying to do this or not. And so, um, when I got there and I saw they actually were doing pat downs and they actually turned away the most popular girl in school because she had um, bloodshot eyes and smelled of alcohol. And uh, she cried so hard at being turned away that she threw up on the dock. Um, mm. I was like, wow, they're serious about this. 
rut row. So I went over into that Pier 66, like public area, and I took these two little glass cough syrup bottles I had at, um, found at the store. Uh, I had dumped out the cough syrup, rinsed it out, and put vodka in them. I ditched one of them, which was painful, uh, but I put the other one in my underpants. Um, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I got this. And I was, you know, I was wearing a fitted dress. And so I really only had room for one of those things in there. And I was like, I basically, I have to hold it in, um, you know, so that it doesn't appear that I'm smuggling something in this fitted dress. And I managed to do that. And, um, mm-hmm. I got to the front of the line, the pat down line and the school secretary saw me and said, Oh, it's you. Go ahead. Cause I was such oh. a nerd <laughs> that she thought there was, you right. know, I, I was sober and I was a so complete nerd and she just completely gave me a pass. And of course, instantly I'm like, damn, I could have brought two of those in here. <laughs> yeah. Mixed, mixed like, feelings. Oh, wait, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wait, I forgot. Yeah, so, exactly. oh, wait, I mean, I have a oh, word. You're I'll not patting right me back. down. <laughs> Hang on. That's so stupid. And so, and I mean, in the end, it was literally, I mean, probably like five ounces and I split it up with my friends in the bathroom and we're like, oh, crazy, aren't we nuts? But it's like, it wasn't even Mm -hmm. enough to do anything other than prove, wow, I actually, I pulled one over on him. How crazy am I? So, you know, it was silly and it was a goof, but I mean, I guess I'm glad I did it, but I look back and go like, how dumb is that? Like if they had had any suspicion at all. Like, I'm sure I would have totally caved, you know, um, and, and it was just, it's dumb. Like, why was I so, why did I think that was so cool? (laughs) So, yeah, but I'm glad I got in. I mean, the adults want to, the adults want to set these things up in order to minimize risk. Yeah, completely. Sounded like, you know, by confining y'all on a vote, on a boat and having pat downs, like they sucked any possible fun out. Yeah. Cause then you like, you have to sit there all night Um, and. My yeah, it's prom a, story. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh okay. My my prom story, I was a senior and I had uh, transferred from a public high school Interlake um big high school in Bellevue to Eastside Catholic High School, which was a growing school and it was in downtown Bellevue and they were um it was a very small senior class. Only 70-some students, like 72, 77 Mm. students in the senior class. The other classes were all full. Um, But I was was there on a quote-unquote academic scholarship because they needed seniors to play sports Ah. at their school. So they wouldn't get their ass kicked quite as bad Uh (laughs) by all the teams they had scheduled. Yeah. You know, with all their little juniors and sophomores and freshmen trying to play. So – I I had been at war with my uh, basketball coach at Interlake, and he made it clear that I wasn't going to be getting a lot of playing time if I came back. So at a basketball camp during the summer, um, some coaches from different schools started recruiting me, and I ended up at Eastside Catholic. Mm-hmm. So I'm there, and uh, I mentioned the class the, of of students, seniors was like, in the seventies and there were really only, I think like 20 guys mm-hmm. and all the rest were girls, mm-hmm. including my friend, Barb. Hi, Barb. Barb, what's up? Um, <laughs> and I think overall the girls outnumbered the guys in the school too, but it wasn't as, as marked as it was in the senior class. Mm-hmm. So, but there was a girl 
uh, one of the seniors named Monica Brusaschetti that I had a crush on all year, but I had still had my girlfriend at Interlake and I had on and off flirtations and breakups and all kinds of stuff with the girls at Eastside because it was just so easy because mm-hmm. there were so many of them mm-hmm. and I was the new guy or whatever. So it was a lot of fun. But I always had my eyes on Monica Brusaschetti. And there's a, one of my friends at Eastside uh, who I live in the same neighborhood with. His name is Greg Stumpf. And he had a huge crush on Monica as well. And it got to be like time to start asking people to prom. And I was like, well, I'm not going to bring my girlfriend to this prom. So, you know, we probably broke up for the hundredth time. Mm-hmm. So I could ask someone at Eastside <laughs> yeah. to this prom. And I asked Monica and she said, oh, I really want to go with you. And I could tell she was sincere. I mean, we really liked each other. And we would date eventually a couple times in college and whatever. But um but she said, but Greg asked me already. And I was like, oh, oh, damn that guy. You know, and she said, yes, because they're so, you know, the girls were so outnumbered that if a guy senior, you know, because you saw what happened to Jen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was foul, man. <laughs> scarcity. Yeah, I mean, geez. like if a guy asked you and Greg, Greg was n- not a prize, oh. <laughs> but he's a nice, nice guy, nice kid. And he asked her. Yeah. And I said, damn it. Mm. I'm sorry. You know, I wish, I wish I'd have asked you sooner. And he, she said, well, you would have asked, have to have asked me in early October because that's when he locked me up. Ooh, burn. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> he asked her back in October. He was on the situation. So I never had a, right. Because he really Aww. liked her. As, you know, I, I kind of liked her and got to like her even more, but he really liked her and just locked in on her and, and he realized the situation. And, Ooh. And, uh, you know, locked her up. Wow. So if I had asked her in October, I'm sure we would have been over each other by, by May. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, probably for the best. But I, I, I decided I made a terrible decision that I said, well, I'm going to take the cutest girl available in the senior class then. I will just, you know, I'll take my pick. Right. As it were. Cause there were, you know, so many girls and lots of pretty girls. Mm-hmm. So I asked the head cheerleader, Barbie Lysette, to go to prom with me, this cute blonde girl, really nice. Mm-hmm. And she said yes. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, I just wanted to have some good pictures, mm-hmm. which I, <laughs> thinking back, I, I didn't think it through because I was still going to be in the pictures yeah. and I was, you know, looked a little bit like a tall troll. <laughs> so uh so we we decide we're because she's friends with Monica. Uh-huh. So we're gonna uh-huh. double, and I'm friends with Greg. I mean, we're not like all best friends, but we're all friends. So we decide we're gonna double, and we, the prom is at uh, the Space Needle, and one of those levels. Mm-hmm. But we're going out to dinner first at uh, some restaurant like uh, Pier Seventy, or uh, I don't know. There's a fancy restaurant all the way if you're facing the water all the way down on the right near where we had our meetup. Yeah. If you remember, there's, yeah, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it's been there forever. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go there for dinner. Mm-hmm. But we don't know anything about Seattle or the mm-hmm. piers. So we parked all the way down by like where the ferry terminal is. Great, We're in Greg's car because he's got a big car. I have, I have a sports car that only has two seats. Yeah. So Greg has a, a sedan and we go in his car and, um, and we're like at least two or three miles away from the restaurant. Where we park oh, and the dear. girls are in high heels. Oh. <laughs> and God. we have to walk all the way down there. 
Yeah, that's from one and end of the waterfront to the other. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. We God. have to walk all the way down Alaskan Way. No. And we're just looking at, oh, this is Pier 65. Oops. Oh, boy. Oh, you know, God. we got a lot more piers to go. Oh, no. So uh, I don't, I have no memories of the dinner. I remember getting our pictures taken. I remember going to the Space Needle. I have no idea. I think Greg and I walked back to the car and then drove it back. I hope we did anyway. Yeah, right. To get the girls. Yeah. And um, we were on Monica's doorstep by 11 o'clock, both getting hugged. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. I made my own horrible, horrible prom situation. Yeah. I don't even know if Barb went or had a date, but I should have taken Yeah, that. seriously. Then you guys would have a cool picture yeah. together and something to talk about. But but I was a little asshole <laughs> and I didn't get what I wanted. So I decided to say, well, I'm going to make sure that I will have some good pictures. Right. So, <laughs> and that's yeah. all you so got. So I went with a girl I had no interest in. Jeez. And, <laughs> and then you made a tactical and, yeah, error. Yeah, and at the end of the night... With the with the two yes. miles and the high heels, you. Oh yeah, that's so ridiculous. That, so that she's not even going to speak well no. of me afterwards. <laughs> I mean, she's just gonna be like these assholes right. parked two two and a half miles away from the restaurant. Yeah, God dang it, <laughs> you. So you know, there you go. You silly I'm, rabbit. Uh, uh, terrible prom story of my own making. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> Do you have a do you have anything to cheer me Well, up? I was surprised to realize that while Jen was describing the 12th graders asking the um the 10th and 11th graders to this formal that they had, I was one of those 10th graders not at that school, but in 10th mm -hmm. grade, that's actually when I went to my first prom because my boyfriend was in 12th grade and I was not ever someone who thought I would have a boyfriend in 10th grade and the only other 10th graders there were me and like the four best looking kids in my class. So I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here with Colette and Liz and Dave and Mike. Like, I can't believe I'm the other 10th grader. <laughs> and I really mm -hmm. did get in the bathroom like the, so who are you here with? Like that kind of, like uh, it was obvious that I kind of stood out. Like, what are you doing here? Right. But I was so happy. I just remember being so happy. It was at the Sheraton in downtown Seattle. I was wearing white. So my mother loved that I was wearing white. Uh, pro tip for um, high school girls, everything, get into wearing the color white because your parents will always buy it and it's always on sale. It's always marked down because nobody else wants hmm. it. Um, and um, my friend was really sweet and like dressed up like a chauffeur and drove us around to the different places we had to go. And it was one of those just classic high school nights, much more so than my actual 12th grade prom. So that was mm – that was I got to feel like the bell of the ball and it was very, very fun. Well, I think we always – Remember times, and we remember them fondly when we're, we first like hit above our weight. Yeah, socially, that was definitely it for me. That whole the whole second half of my tenth grade year was definitely it because, and it shouldn't be this way, but people really did start treating me differently. Like yeah. it was, who are you going out with? Oh, okay, and like his <laughs> friends who had been mean to me and my friends kind of stepped yeah. off. I was like, whoa, you know, like. 
um, it was it was a tone change for whatever reason. And I know that, right. you know, um, I, I love one of the many, many things I love about TBTL is so much of it is like talking about high school and how you were regarded and how things changed. And I know that especially a people who completely loathed everything about high school or B people who grew up in other countries, they're kind of like, what is y'all's hang up in America about the high school? Like, can you get, why is every TV show and movie mm -hmm. about high school? Why do you guys always talk about high school? But, and it is one of those things where the older you get in life, kind of the less you talk about it. But I love having that outlet to really reflect on why certain moments from then stood out. And that was definitely a moment, yeah. moment that stood out in my life. Well, it was a real contrast for me. Like when I was at Interlake, I was a schmo, yeah. you know, just, <laughs> right. just your average guy. Yeah. I, had a, I had a girlfriend or whatever, and I had a group of friends that I just love and I still love to this day. I mean, just great guys. Uh, but we were not, we were not top level social, right? And then I transfer and just by being a public school kid coming in to this shark tank of girls who'd been with the same, you know, been in school with the same guys yeah. since they were in kindergarten. It took me a while to realize what I had on on my hands. Right. And then I got power hungry, <laughs> as you can tell from my, right. my prom story. I, I totally abused the yeah. power and ruined my prom night. Right. <laughs> you didn't know how to handle it. <laughs> no, right. You give a you give a seventeen year old kid that kind of responsibility. He doesn't right. know. He doesn't do. know to shell out for the valet parking. <laughs> No, right. What an idiot. <laughs> Two dollars. What an idiot. That would have cost. <laughs> I had a job. I had money. What was my problem? I don't get it. You nut. <laughs> um, so a uh, little housekeeping. Yeah. Uh, Y'all have been really generous lately. Uh, oh. Helping us out of some of our summer jams. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, by going to our uh, page at littleredbandwagon.com and not only using our Amazon link there to... Um, to be your portal to purchase all the things that you have delivered to your home every day. Uh -huh. But uh, some people have been making donations, and we we will recognize them as they come in. And it it really is helpful as we do have some other than our time, we do have some actual costs that we need mm -hmm. to cover. So we appreciate that. Um, Christy uh hopes to be done by September first with the archiving. I got a message pretty recently that says that. Doesn't look like it's going to be happening, but we are making significant progress and uh, we may be, I, I won't say this for sure, but we may be soon launching some kind of incentive program to get this thing Ooh. finished. Um, those doormats are fantastic though, but you got to do 20 <laughs> weeks. That's so hard to get to. Man, 20 weeks would be rough. I am, I am considering picking up my second week and I encourage everybody mm -hmm. To uh, everybody who's done one week, you know, it was fun. Why not do another week? I think I think I'm going to be doing that. I need to decide: do I do that while I'm still time banditing, or I do do I do it after I'm done time banditing? So I'll be figuring that out soon. Mm, I, I say Christy has enough. Uh, she has enough uh, workforce to get this done. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Christy, mm -hmm. uh, when I was looking at when I was looking at those ballots and all the little parties and. Yes. And all the people trying to get on there. Yes. I was thinking, Christy is active, local in, in politics there in North Seattle and Everett. Yeah. And 
she she has been to the caucuses. She's a face that's starting to become known among delegates up there. Yeah, right. She she also is like like myself. I mean, you're a real celebrity, Phyllis. But you know, <laughs> Christie's a micro celebrity like me. Yeah. She could rock. She could rock some sort of vote up there. Yeah. And let me say this: she also has a team of people working for her. So when we get done with this archive thing. Where are we going to direct our effort? You know why? Are we going to get Christy elected? To you something? know why else she? What else she has uh, going for her? She has a great name. She has you. You yes. look at it. You know right away how to say it. You hear it, mm-hmm. and you know how to spell it. And it is. It's yep. fun to say. Her last name means something. She has glasses, so she could turn her face into a little like owl logo or something. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, her last name means something that is positive in our society. And, um, and she has a great personal story and a great face that would look great on campaign posters. So I say, Christy, when you're I ready, have go for it. What is it? Get wise in November. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, here's, and here's what I think is, this is an awesome, like, career starter and also incorporates, um, issues she's passionate about. Um, but it's a real pain in the butt and doesn't pay. So kind of like, uh, running the, <laughs> right. the store tents, right. but school board, Christy wise for school board. Mm. How's that? It's nonpartisan. So yes. she doesn't have to deal with all the party politics. I'm telling you, man, Christy wise for school board. And a lot of times that ends yeah. up, you know, launching a whole political career. So hmm. it's a, school board. I can say having covered school board members for years, it's extremely thankless and it really does not pay. Um, and, uh, so, you know, have fun. (laughs) I'll be one of those, uh, party, weird party candidates running way down the ticket on like the, uh, no fake taco time, uh, party. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. How to get involved with us. Our website, as I said before, littleredbandwagon.com, Facebook. Um, I would skip the Stens page for a while. I'm kind of sick of it. Uh, go to our page. Uh, show Twitter at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Please send us some voicemails, 802-432-TVTL, 802-432-8285. We got a really sweet email uh, from Bob Stein last week. Ooh. And it, it's, uh, it was so eloquent and, and so beautiful and so well-written. But too long to read here. But thank you, Bob. I appreciate every word you wrote. And uh, yeah, anyone who wants to send us an email, we always appreciate it. Uh, Phyllis, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having Um, me. I look forward to your September memories, if only that it might be a few degrees cooler here on the surface of the sun in California. Yeah, really. I hope it cools down. Uh, And I guess uh, until next time, this is the next party. (laughs) We love you, Jen. (laughs) I did. I get to do one of these. Ha ha. Nailed it. (laughs)